This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Every Wednesday on the Karen Hunter Show, I have a feature called Wellness Wednesday, and it has evolved over the years. Of course, we have doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and hosts of other medical professionals and people that specialize in Pilates and things like that and fitness and wellness. Um, but usually we talk about the global majority, and usually the conversation is around the global majority spiritual wellness. So this particular Wednesday, I was sitting with Larie Favors, Afro State of Mind, that's her handle on Twitter and Instagram, who's my normal partner in crime on a Wellness Wednesday, and Karen Taylor Bass, who's part of The Hub. You can check out her podcast, Chapter 2, right here on The Hub. Please check her out because she's amazing. Um, but we had a quite interesting conversation that I broke into three parts. This is part one. I hope you enjoy. Hit me up on Twitter, at Karen Hunter. Uh, speaking of which, Robert F. Smith, his donation, mm-hmm. apparently, the billionaire, richest man in America, black dope, man, dope, excuse me, mm-hmm. which is, he should be even more rich and may he be even more rich. Now his net worth is because uh, when he was on a Forbes list, it was 4.4 billion, but now he's up to 6 billion. So oh, it yeah, is increasing perfect. his $40 million grant to help the graduating class of Morehouse is a drop in the water for him, exactly. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's also a drop in the water for the total student loan debt, which is over a trillion dollars, yeah. $1.5 yep. trillion. Dollars. <laughs> and for the people in this room, who both have children, yep. who you are, I'm sure, saving for their education and who both have gone to school and have watched the numbers increase exponentially. Is an education today, is it a good value for mm. the dollar? And if not for us in particular, because black children, unfortunately, spend, even though we go to college and black women, are, you know, go at a higher rate than other groups, proportionately speaking, we spend more. We Our, our debt is higher. Our debt is higher. Yeah, is it worth it? Is it is it a value? The article that I, I just read from uh, this is where I forgot where it was from, but it said that um, they're hoping that the the trend that Robert Smith has set a trend, and we're already seeing people donating mm-hmm. things. We talked with Sylvia yesterday. She said she's yeah. donating books. That was amazing. Um, yeah, but we can all do our part yeah. and may that generosity catch on because we have to do something. But this debt, is it worth it for us? So I have, uh, just full disclosure, I, I think I still have over, uh, I'm close to $90,000 worth of debt still. And that's still, and that's not wow. far from nine where zero? it was. Nine zero? That's not far from where it was when I actually left law school. Um, and part of that is because for several years I deferred. Like we were, there were several broke lean years <laughs> where mm-hmm. I, we had to defer. Um, and then I had my mom, um, God bless you, mama, love you. She had taken on a parent loan for me. Also, while I was in school. So it was my loans, her loans, whatever I could scratch. And I worked three jobs throughout college. Um, so in addition to now paying my loans, I add to that the amount because I'm paying back the loan that she had taken out for me because our agreement was she could get the money, but she couldn't. She was not going to be able to pay it off. So and she's like, you know, this is your loan. because <laughs> in my name. So I between my husband and I, once you add interest, we're well over one hundred and fifty thousand mm. dollars like that will be paid out in total. Um, has it been worth it financially? I it worked out for me and it worked out for him but I feel like we are at the end of that cliff for, for people who came after us I felt very very sorry for baby lawyers who graduated in the years following the time that I graduated because the economy was in the, the after Lehman Brothers crash mm-hmm. in 2000 was it 2007 2008 when lawyers were being laid off by the thousands and lawyers were then taking paralegal jobs and doing contract review and document review 
It was a very, very challenging time for a lot of people. Um, and they're still trying to recover, quite frankly. And the entire industry is still trying to recover. And that was people who were lucky, lucky enough to finish law school. So, you know, it's a, for black people, one of the challenges we have to think about and I'm really interested to see what you guys think about this, is we have really eliminated a lot of other pathways to fiscal success and financial sustainability. So when we integrated, and part of integration wasn't just us getting access to white spaces, it was also us choosing to not access and shore up black spaces, black job opportunities, the pipelines that the black community had established for black people to work, regardless of your educational attainment. And so now we've had this, what is it, 65 years of integration since Brown, and we have we don't have black employment options anymore. The primary options we have are in white spaces, and we are now in an era where white spaces, the doorways to those spaces are closing. And I would there is a bodega on the corner of my block. And for y'all who don't live in New York City, bodega is like a corner store, and every corner has one. And there was a bodega on the corner of my block. They closed down for maybe three, four months. They reopened as this beautiful, like organic, fresh mm. market. I called my mom. I was like, Ma, they got organic spices and like natural milk and like organic egg and like all this, I mean stuff that was amazing that had never ever ever been sold previously I get to the counter and the person behind the counter is like maybe nine years old but he is either a, a son a nephew mm. something to whomever owns this building and I believe they're a Yemeni uh, folk and so He's got options. Now, he'll be able to go to college. He'll be able to work in white spaces if he wants to. He can work in the family business if he wants to. He's already got wholesale distribution set up. He's already got retail. He's already got a lock on the building. They have it locked down. Mm. That kid's got options. And I almost cried at the counter as I gave him my money and bought my soda or my drink. And he counted out the correct change, had customer service skills that I know most black children are not getting at nine years old. Mm. And he is already plugged into an economy that says, well, you can go to college if you want to. Right, you don't have to. Right. You simply don't have to. So for us who, those of us who have really rejected a lot of options and so those options are no longer there, we got to start asking different questions. There was an episode last night of Blackish. Was that last night? I think Blackish Black came, came on, on last, last night. night. Oh, I missed it. And, you know, Junior's in his gap year. So mm. Junior's in his gap year and he, he announced that he's not going to college, which then, you know, set off this whole kind of like, you know, chain reaction because this is, this gap year was just that a gap year mm -hmm. you have to go to this is what we work so hard for you know the mother's a doctor you know andre's in a advertising and mm -hmm. executive you are going to go to college that's our legacy this is and you're going to go to maybe at hbcu you're gonna you're gonna go to college and he's like no i'm already working in an industry that people go to college to get into mm -hmm. so you know he was interning at his father's advertising firm and he's really good at it and he said why do i need to go to college tell me why do i need to go to college mm. and 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 so she, she, you know they they didn't have a good answer mm. because if you're working in the industry that you are going to school to spend 40 50 60 70 80 right. 90,000 dollars over a four year period or a right. five year period to get out to get a job in the same place where you're already working right and i was conflicted because i'm like you're black. You're a black man. You have to get a degree. You have to that's your high school diploma. That is your but as i sit in front of kids every day at Hunter yep. and I tell them this thing that I tell them don't spend your time here unless you're going to be a doctor mm. get out as quickly as possible get out into the workplace because it's all about relationships that's the same thing they dealt with on the show mm. this is about relationships and because of his entree with his relationships he didn't have to do all of the things that you do get right. internships and right. he already right. got that because his daddy was an executive there so he actually benefited from the privilege of that Yemeni kid that right. you're talking about right. with options and there are black people that have 
those options for their children, but we're so ingrained in this system. When I looked at the numbers that we spend more money Mm -hmm. and that we have more debt and student loan, I was like, the system is rigged. It's designed for us to spend more money. It's designed to teach us to go to college. And I know I'm not saying not to get educated. I'm not saying we need to read. We need to know things. But is this current system, which we already know is flawed, you're spending all this money on these SATs and all these prep programs when we know that's Mm -hmm. rigged, Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. they're going to add a new cultural thing, bullcrap. That's all bullcrap because nobody can tell me your child is not worthy to go to a school because they did some damn score on a test. Now, that that is not a litmus test for your ability to be able to conquer this system because it's already set up and designed for some bullcrap. Should we be considering different options? I think, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no is my answer. I mean, for me, I went to St. John's University. Shout out to the Red Storm. Um, And I went on a scholarship, right? And so I didn't come out with a student loan. But I also um, was able, I went on a scholarship for service. People always forget about community service, right? Mm. They get scholarships for a lot of things. But you have to, just like you have to navigate the system, you got to navigate the scholarship system. My son's a purchase. He's a sophomore, just finished his sophomore year. He's on a scholarship. So, you know, I tell my kids, I tell my daughter, you continue swimming because you're going to be rowing someplace. Mm-hmm. Rowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So it's Field navigating, <laughs> fencing, mm-hmm. you know, right. I'm not lacrosse. saying lacrosse, <laughs> things like where you don't see us represented, you have to. Golf. Golf. So is it for everyone? I always say not everyone needs a college education because not everyone will ever use it. However, if you're able to navigate the system and go on a free ride, Yes. I Utilize agree. it. Yeah. That's where I'm from. Don't get into 60, no. 50, 60, 70, no. 80 thousand dollars in debt. I Absolutely think you're spot not. on. And I think <laughs> I think, you know, college is finishing. I look at college as finishing school. It's mm-hmm. where you figure things out, where you make your mistakes, where you bump and bruise through and find who out find out who you are. Travel can do the same thing. Absolutely. You yeah. know? So yeah. if you're gonna invest in your children, what I've been hearing lately is the the, the travel that a lot of young people are doing life-changing yeah i was just talking to somebody he sent his kids boris kojo actually who's the interview you're going to hear over the holiday break both of his kids have been traveling and they're like 15 14 Mm, like by themselves you know Mm. with different groups yeah life-changing he said you know somebody from germany right is nothing more opening of a mind than the than the cultural exchange of going you know to and and somebody called up yesterday and said their kid is on a exchange program with Germany, I think I that was the country. Yeah. Yeah. And you were also, yeah. you were raised in Germany. raised in Germany, yeah. Wow. And we actually, like, there's this program now that um, my husband's organization is partnering with called Birthright Africa. And I think you and I may have talked about this offline, but it, you know how Birthright Israel is mm-hmm. an organization that, a lot, that pays for free um, Jewish children to have a trip back to Israel for a certain period of days or what have you. They get to see, you know, all the sites or whatever. So Birthright Africa does something similar. And y'all can look them up. I, I don't have their website with me. I'll Google it and tweet it I'll out. tweet it out. Thank you. Thanks, um, but they are a group that, every year attempts to take at least 100 students of African descent from the United States. They do a couple of different activities to learn about what's happening throughout here, what's happening here. And then they go and visit. Uh, This year they're going to Ghana and there's a whole series of spaces they're going to be visiting. You know, Ghana has the year of return or the the year of return for the 400 year commemoration of the introduction of slavery to the U.S. Um, I, when I was in high school, we went to Spain for spring break. So I spent that, yeah. a week in Russia, in Moscow, and St. Petersburg for spring break. Because we lived in a, in a country that was surrounded by a whole bunch of other countries. Mm-hmm. And the idea of picking up and traveling, going to Prague, going to Czechoslovakia, wherever you were going was sort of built into the experience. And I did not realize how unique that was until I came here for college. And I met people who not only had never traveled outside of their state, never but left had, their block. didn't have a passport, didn't have any way of, weren't, and, and there was a lack of intellectual 
intellectual curiosity that I found, no offense, y'all, among Americans. When I got to Penn State from from Germany, there was just a lack of intellectual curiosity about what's happening in the rest of the world, which really limits your options. Like, if this all goes to hell, I got other spaces. I could already think, of. oh, yeah, I could go there. I could do this, that, and the other. It just, it creates so many different opportunities, and I think so many more of our kids would have much more insight about what their specific purpose was if they could see how they fit in a bigger, broader world. On the on the local level in New York, there's a great organization called Kids Passport to Adventure. And basically, these mm-hmm. it's a camp and it's an after-school program. During the summer, they go to a different place in New York every day, huh. right? And then once a week, there's an overnight trip, Montauk, Fire Island, Hampton, Sag Harbor, Kids from all backgrounds, all socioeconomic. But here's the deal. This is the first time a lot of these kids, their entry point Mm -hmm. to leaving their block. And every time they get on the subway, they get a stamp. With a passport. I love love it. it. I love it. And if you don't have this kind of program in your state, create it. you're the one to create. Right. Right. Because there's grant money for this. But it goes back to what Karen was also saying. We have to be more vigilant. Um, One of the callers, I think the same caller whose kids are traveling, his wife is like the queen of getting grants. Right. Yeah. There's free money. And if your kids are doing well in school, um, I have a friend whose son um, in the eighth grade got a full full ride because he did so well mm-hmm. yeah. in eighth grade that he got a full ride to college before he even went Isn't to high school. Wow. There are so many programs, especially for underprivileged. If and- you write left, if you're a lefty, there's a scholarship hey, out there for my, you. my son's a lefty. Hold really? up now. Yes, yes he yes. is. I love that. That's yes. why he's so the way he is. Yes. <laughs> he's so beautiful yeah, and brilliant. Him. Yes. He is amazing. And his left hand is definitely part of his brain. You know, <laughs> yes. It's different boy, than yours. I mean, it's different. And he comes up with some questions and formulas. Relations, and I'm like, we're going to get you to where you got to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may not be able to help at all you costs. get there, but we're going to find somebody. <laughs> that was part one of a three-part conversation on empowering the global majority. Let me know what you think on Twitter, at Karen Hunter. That's my handle. Till next time.